0: All right, folks, we're back, and it is Wednesday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from W-Y-A-B. 103.9 FM, folks, we're broadcasting from the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Mac Hike on Lakeland Drive, home of the three ninety nine dollars a month car payment. And, of course, our hotline is sponsored by Complete Roofing and Gutters. That's right, completeexteriorsms.com is where you can get all the information about getting that roof repaired, getting some gutters put up, and, again, getting solutions to all the problems you have with your home, your roof, and your gutters. Again, the number is 879 And as we're apt to do here on WYB on Wednesdays, certainly on the Kim Wade Show, we want to remind you, folks, that it's, in fact, Back to Christ Wednesday. And uh, we do have a special guest in the studios, but before we get to him, we need to urge you implore you exhort you that is back to Christ Formerly back to church Wednesday but because some of the churches faltered during the pandemic uh, you can always be assured that if you go right to the source you won't miss the source so won't you come and bow your heart lift up your hands and say Lord Lord have mercy on me like in the case of Kim Wade the biggest fool in Jackson one who gets it wrong more than he gets it right but I still have enough sense to go back to the source Back when I first believed, truly believed on fire for the Lord and the storms of life get the beating on your door, you get the doubt and everything, well, this is an opportunity to get recharged, get renewed. And don't just pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray for our nation. Folks, we're jumping rope on a razor blade here in America, because too many people have taken their hands off the plow. America is a country that's worth fighting for, defending, but let's do it, starting on our knees. So won't you come? bow your heart and lift up your hands won't you come won't you come our exhortation and we implore you to do just that folks i told you on yesterday we're going to have a special guest in the studios and uh you know we have been doing a series on real estate and i promise we'll be doing it all this year we've been having uh walter walford in. walter's on vacation excuse me so to keep up with the tradition and not miss a month we have secured the presence of one paul flood in the studios paul and i go back a long time and uh paul is a Real estate, uh, I don't know. I, I'll call Walter a mogul, he didn't like being called mogul. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll just say Paul Flood, uh, a, a real estate enthusiast and investor. He has a lot of knowledge he'll be imparting here today. And, uh, Paul, welcome to WYB.
1: Kim, I it's an honor to be, be invited to the Radio Strongman show. <laughs> That's right, Paul. thank you so much. It's
0: good to have you here. Paul, Paul invited me to join his agency years ago that's probably one of the biggest mistakes i i I made in real estate was not going with him uh because uh he has uh, stayed the course he's been an investor uh big cheerleader for the city of jackson and in the real estate industry and uh you and your son your son still involved
1: no, actually, Pete uh, is is not real active right now. He's he he went into a private uh, okay. enterprise. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so when Pete wasn't you know, of age yet, too, too, and then you asked me about it, and then I stayed uh, uh, you know, on the residential side, and you continue on in the investment side and doing what you're doing, Paul. Just tell people a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, who uh, as they say, who your mama name is where you grew up and all that.
1: Well, Kim, uh-huh. uh long story, you know, but uh I'm a, <laughs> actually born in New Orleans, mm-hmm. but uh I call myself a Jacksonian. I've been a, I've been here for 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 50 something years. So, mm-hmm. um but I've been in real estate for 40, 40 years of those and uh pretty active in the business. I've I've been a broker. Mm-hmm. all of those years but mm-hmm. along with that I've been like you said as an uh an investor sometimes uh more investing than brokering and then sometimes more brokering than investing just depends kind of on the market and everything um and what the situation brings itself so mm-hmm. here I am all right folks again we're talking with Paul
0: Flood he Paul now you were were you one of the founders of the rig group or one of the early attendees or what?
1: Yeah, I was uh, an early attendee, but I have to give credit to uh, the founding of that, to our buddy Walter Wofford Mm -hmm. and and a guy named Scott Britton. Yeah, They bought it on um, 40-something years ago. And, you know, back then we started out uh, uh, at the old Primo's Northgate location. And um, back in the heyday, back in the 80s, Shoot, we would have 100 and 125 folks uh, attend. Um, and but, but, yeah, Walter and then a guy named John McDonald also. Mm-hmm. I oh, think, John, uh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, John. Yeah, those three guys started it. And uh, it's RIG, our residential investment group. Now, uh, Kim, this was founded on the premise that you can't go wrong with investing in residential real estate. Right. People need a place to live and um and it's it's really a lot of truth of that that as long as you uh, as long as in your real estate investing, it's it's residential and, and primarily single-family houses. I mean, primarily, even though we do get into some multifamily, um, it's hard to go wrong there. Now, granted, commercial real estate, industrial real estate, land, acreage, all of those things are a way to invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as well Jackson, for example, Jackson, Mississippi, and as far as somebody just getting started, maybe with limited funds and limited know-how uh, you know residential real estate is a is a good way to get started get started
0: well uh regarding real estate in general in particular uh, but in particular the Jackson market, what is the state of real estate today? uh From your vantage point on the total pole
1: well as we as we speak today, you know you can only compare it to to you know the past and uh we 've seen ups and downs obviously <laughs> um you know, I'm going to kind of go back to it. Let's just take around 2000, between the year 2000, 2008, man, things were blowing and going. Money was was readily available. Uh, we'd come out of those meetings sometimes. We'd buy three houses. Mm-hmm. We'd sell two houses, this, that, and the other. Well, when uh, 2008 hit, it's like somebody cut off the faucet there, uh, the water faucet. Uh, mm-hmm. Things just all of a sudden stopped. Banks started getting foreclosures in, um, interest rates went up, uh, and they basically quit lending money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're all scrambling around, hey, what are we going to do, you know, um, and everything. But you just kind of find a way – and you, at that point, you really have to become more creative. And when right. I say creative, I mean you have to use tools like owner financing and mm-hmm. uh, 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 deeds of uh, Certain, deeds yeah. of trust and mm-hmm. stuff. And and that'll that'll get you over the hump. Now we've seen a, a great period of uh, property uh, values increasing. Jackson, as well as surrounding areas, of course, have increased a lot. Within the last two years, though probably we've seen a leveling off of that, and we notice prices are have come down some. But mm-hmm. I would still, you know, as of March first, two thousand and twenty-three, call it a seller's market.
0: Yes, folks. Again, we're talking with Paul Flood, a longtime real estate uh, enthusiast, investor, broker. Uh, he is, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I, I don't know stocks and bonds, I know real estate. And uh, uh, real estate, and you know, the late Leland Speed would always says, always say that uh, most politicians don't realize that they're in fact real estate salespeople because it's the improvements on the land that makes all the magic. Right. And I mean, without the money, there's no magic. Exactly. You know, but a bunch of rhetoric. But again, we're talking with Paul Flood. Now, you talked about the uh, innovation as a result of the uh, the market crash of 2008. Uh, you know. What are some of the innovations you mentioned? Uh, the owner financing aspect of it—is that still going on now? Or?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's actually in the last couple of years probably become a little bit more important. In other words, uh, the traditional means of buying and selling real estate obviously is 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 cash. Um, and when we say cash, we might mean going to a, a finance company, a bank, a mortgage company, whatever. But it's what it what it means is cash to the seller. Mm-hmm. As those avenues become less attractive, meaning higher interest rates, tougher credit standards, then it then you you have to and you've got a seller there that needs to sell a property. Well, you need to figure out a way how to mm-hmm. liquidate that property and right. get that that get those expenses that are associated with that property out of out of his or her name so yeah owner financing and of course what we mean by that is typically um, that's where you uh, the buyer gives a partial down payment. Let's just for example say you have a sales price of a hundred thousand dollars. Well, the, the, the buyer may put up you know a down payment ten let's just say ten thousand dollars that leaves a balance of ninety thousand dollars. Now, the good thing about How that is paid, it's strictly negotiable between the buyer and the seller. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of give and take. You have to discuss... Uh, how that's going to be paid? Is it going to be paid monthly? Is it going to be paid yearly? Is it going to what kind of interest rate are we looking at? Mm-hmm. Um, and all these things kind of go into it. But that's what that's what that's what I love to do really mm-hmm. is get creative and to work out a deal like that that's satisfactory to both parties. Absolutely.
0: You know that's one of the things I've always believed in. And the late Ralph Washington uh, pulled my coattail uh, to this or reinforced it. He says, uh, you know, if anybody's got to lose in a transaction, let it be you. Particularly because somebody's pulling in their driveway and they're cursing your name. That damn Paul Flood told me this. Yeah. You don't want that. You want someone to think have good thoughts when they think of your name. Right. So, you know, the way I, I try to do business and we have a closing, I want everybody to feel like they got the best that they could have gotten under those circumstances. Oh, exactly. Not that yeah. one person bent the other one over and they – took advantage. No, we want everybody to get the best that they can.
1: Oh, by all means. And that's just so important, especially when you're talking about owner financing, because, you know, you're going to be doing business with that other party for typically years, five, 10, 20, Mm -hmm. maybe 30 years, who knows. Mm -hmm. And it's important that you, uh, everybody feels good about it and and everybody gets along and and it's a win-win situation.
0: And, you know, folks, we're talking with Paul Flood, uh, a broker, Paul Flood Real Estate, he's here in the air. He's been doing real estate 40-plus years. And uh, he mentioned owner financing. Should people be afraid of owner financing, the, the
1: owner or the buyer? Well, I wouldn't necessarily carte blanche say, Being afraid of it. I do think there are things you need to protect yourself on. Okay. Mm. Obviously, if you're going to finance a piece of property, obviously, the number one thing is you want to get a mortgage, Mm. a deed of trust on. On that property, and that's the. In other words, so you're going to act as the bank. You're going to sell this property. You're not going to own it anymore, but you will own the mortgage on it, just mm -hmm. like a bank would. Mm -hmm. Uh, The instrument that that is the collateral on that is the deed of trust. Actually, excuse me. The collateral is going to be the house. The instrument, though, that that protects everybody is the deed of trust. Okay, and but so that's one safeguard, Kim. That is real important here again. You don't have to be afraid of it, but as long and typically, you know, if you're a novice at it, you don't know. You don't do it every day. Typically, an attorney's gonna right. want to draw those things up for you. Um, you know, on the buyer side, um, it, it was same thing. You know, you just want to make sure that that your agreement is in writing. Uh, boy, when you get into specifics on a deed of trust and you you get into things such as a due on sale clause, that's where if you sell the property, the whole loan becomes due and payable. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure there's no balloon note in there. In other words, let's say in the previous example, okay, I owe $90,000, I'm paying it at 8%. We're amortizing it over 20 years. Uh, You want to make sure there's no balloon note at the end of five years. It's just a straight amortization. And here again, Kim, the number one thing, the one word to describe the best best way to describe it uh, for everybody to to win in the situation is communicate. God, right. you gotta communicate right. at both parties. That's the main thing,
0: folks. We're talking with Paul Flood now. You know, we just mentioned owner financing, folks. Do not, I mean, basically just get your information. This is what I like to try to do is lay all the information out on the coffee table or the or the kitchen table, and we go over every document. We can go over every paragraph so you'll have an understanding of what's being. Oh, you're just the bank, and there are some advantages for you doing that. For instance, if it's not your primary residence that you're owner financing, but it's a residence that has come to you through inheritance or uh, maybe you merged household and you have an extra house. So when you sell that house, it could very well be a taxable event. Owner financing has ways of lessening that possibly, depending on how things are structured. This is the reason why when you talk with seasoned members from the rig group, from the investment community, you can get that information. So again, you have to do your part, do your due diligence, but you do need that information. And this is what we try to provide when we have Walter in here, when we have Paul, we'll be having others as they talk about it to help you get rid of the jitter so you can sit down and have a conversation that you can receive information. Our number six oh one eight seven nine zero 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 two. The Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutters Hotline is available for anybody who's got a question to call. Or if you have real estate that you have, I, know, uh, I might want to get rid of this property. Well, you're talking with the man who could help you out. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back and it is Back to Christ Wednesday. We have Paul Flood in the studios. Also, want to remind you, folks, our good friends down at Mayo Auto Clinic in Raymond, Mississippi, Folks, you're looking for someone who can actually troubleshoot a problem with your car that you've been having. Nobody else seems to resolve. Well, troubleshooting is what they do best. Mayo Auto Clinic on Highway 18. Better yet, just go to the web presence. That's MayoAutoClinicMS.com. And uh, their specialty uh, is diesel engines. So whether you have a diesel truck or diesel car, a European car that runs on diesel, they can troubleshoot it. That's what they do. So check them out today. That's Mayo Auto Clinic. You heard of Mayo Health Clinic. Well, they're the best. Well, Mayo Auto Clinic is the best at troubleshooting. That's MayoAutoClinicMS.com. All right, no further ado, we have back with us Mr. Paul Flood, if you got a question. Or if you have a home out there, for you folks got second homes, homes you've inherited, or if you're going through a divorce, uh, or your job is moving you and you got to move, or if you just want to get the heck out of Dodge, the city of Jackson has become too chaotic and you're ready to break camp. Well, there are op- there are options, and uh, again, this is what the investment community offers. I know you get those flyers in the mail. Paul, do you mail out flyers?
1: I don't, Kim. Yeah. You know, I, I, being in the business forty years like <laughs> I have, I you got your own contacts. Y- yeah, I mean, it's pretty much you know I kind of know people, and yeah. they know me, and, yeah. I, and I don't have to do that. Now I used to yeah. uh, years ago, twenty thirty years ago. Yeah, I would send them out. Right. But, uh, you know, as you get older, you slow down a little bit, and you just kind of rely on your Context. on your sp- sphere of influence. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's true. So, folks, when you get those flyers in the mail, that, it's coming from the investment community, and you may not need it right now, but you may need it in a circumstance where you inherited some property, or you're going to, uh, and and you got to you got to move it. Uh, and remember, you get the tax write off on your personal home. What, what was that? The, not the. Um, what is it? You no. avoid capital gains on your personal property. Correct. Home, first yeah. home. Yeah. Homestead home. So uh, if you got any additional property beside that, you might want to talk with an investor. A piece of hog is better than a no hog, and not having an IRS in your pocket and on your breath, on your back, rather, is also a great day when you don't have them there. But we're talking with Paul Flood. Now, Paul, now, you mentioned with the RIG group, uh, and I remember those days, uh, People will stand up and pitch a property. Hey, I got a piece of property over here at one two three Main Street. Uh, I'll let you have it for eight thousand. They may have gotten it for six, right? And then they'll flip it to somebody else before they leave the room for, for 10, ten. For ten. And right. everybody ate, and it was a you know it's a good day. It's still a way, good way of doing
1: business. It it really it really was, and uh, I'll take you a little bit of through the history. You know, we, like I said, we. That was the heyday back in the 80s mm. and into the 90s, and we'd have 100, 125 people there, um, and then we—I seemed like we moved <laughs> over to Colonial Country Club, um, and as the market worsened, then our numbers went down, obviously. Um, uh, two thousand and eight. You know, two thousand and eight. We probably got down to about twenty, twenty-five members. The only thing that has stopped rig, uh, partially, is uh, COVID. Mm. Uh, when COVID hit a couple of years ago, you know that kind of shut a lot of things down, right. and we quit. Um, we quit meeting. Uh during that time, gosh, what was that? Twenty was that twenty twenty?
0: Yeah, the end of the beginning of twenty twenty one. Uh yeah, the beginning of twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, when it came hot and heavy.
1: And yeah. and anyway, then um and we used to meet every single Wednesday. Right. But once COVID hit, uh that shut us down for I think we shut down for about six months or so. But then once we got it back going again, um we decided to meet every other Wednesday. So now, Kim, we're meeting, I'd like to, you know, invite, it's open to the public, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the beauty of it. You don't have to be a licensed realtor. It's open to the public. We're meeting every other Thursday. Did I say Wednesday? I meant Thursday. We started,
0: I think, at one point. That's when it was. Okay,
1: but it's Thursday now, so we're going to meet tomorrow, for example, and we're on Scrooge's Restaurant there on Ridgewood Road in Northeast Jackson. Okay, and uh, we're excited to have you uh, come speak to us tomorrow. But um, so we'll be meeting every other Thursday. That's March the 2nd. We'll meet again March 16th and then March 30th. Those are our meetings scheduled for March. Uh, what time it start? It's at noon. So typically our meeting will start at noon. We uh, we introduce guests. It's a, it's a, rig is all about networking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know we introduce guests and we like for people to tell us. Who they are, what they're all about, what they're looking for, what they hope to obtain from the meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can help them. If mm-hmm. they have a problem, we want to know about it. Chances are somebody in there has the same problem mm-hmm. or had it. That's and then right. we can help you out. Okay. So, um, we introduce, uh, 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 the guests there. Then we pitch properties. Okay. And, you know, it's a, I don't know, I mean, we're still, I can't tell you the number of deals we've done in that meeting. Somebody pitches a property and somebody within that group ends up buying it. Now, um, I always suggest bringing something to write with because, you know, you never know somebody pitches a property and even though you may not have an interest in it at that time because of the area or because of this, that, and the other, you never know what, might happen down the road where all of a sudden you've got an interest in it. Right. And if you wrote it down, you'll have that information handy. And if mm-hmm. you didn't write it down, you won't. <laughs> but anyway, so we we pitch properties and then, uh, then we have our guest speaker at about 1230. And, of course, you're on for tomorrow and we're looking forward to that.
0: Folks, we're talking with Paul Flood. The RIG group meeting meets tomorrow, uh, the 2nd, and it's every two weeks thereafter on Thursdays at Scrooges on Ridgewood Road. Uh, that's across what used to be Antonelli, uh, Virginia College, one of those colleges there, across right right down from the Sonic. You can't miss it. And now here's the deal, folks. This is about information. And uh, uh, as uh, Paul just pointed out, you want to bring something to record because, again, like. I sell real estate, but I traffic in information. I traffic in knowing about deals, opportunities that can be passed on. It may not be something I'm interested in, but somebody else might mention, hey, but matter of fact, I was at the shop earlier today, and I was talking with my barber, who's also, a, uh, he's a licensed agent, and uh, uh, the lady out in the waiting room overheard us talking, and she's got a house. So that's how it happens. I mean, if you don't open your mouth, you never know.
1: Exactly. So. And- Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to, it's all about, RIG is all about networking. Mm -hmm. And even though you uh, may not buy or sell anything that day, um, a lot of times you'll come out of there with, I guarantee you, you'll come out of there with more than $17 worth of knowledge. I promise you Mm -hmm. that much.
0: That's right. And that's the cost for the lunch, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So we encourage you to to get there. If you don't want to eat, you don't have to eat, but you do, uh, if you want to become a recurring member. There's a $75 a year fee, I believe it is?
1: Well, yeah, we do encourage um, folks to uh, become an active member, and it is. It's $75 a year, although I, you and your partner, whoever that may be, uh, can actually, two of you can sign up for $100 a year. But anyway, mm-hmm. the importance there is that that gets you onto into our website, mm-hmm. okay, our rig website that. Um, we have properties pitched there, for example. In other words, I may get a a property for sale Friday, and I'm not going to wait two weeks to pitch that property. I want to go ahead and pitch it now. So I'm going to get on that website and make sure the members know about it and hopefully sell it. Um, So there's you know that money—that hundred dollars or seventy-five hundred dollars a puts year for the network, you know. right? It get, gets you into the website, and it also gets you into announcements. You know, other other real estate groups that are maybe meeting and mm-hmm. and so forth, and it, it gets you a lot of a, a, a lot of bang for your buck, as they say,
0: folks. We're talking with Paul Flood. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're live at the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios, and the hotline number, sponsored by Complete Root, excuse me, Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutters. That number is eight seven nine zero 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 two. if you have a question or comment. Uh, we did get a question, Paul. You can answer it after the break, and that is, uh, what do you mean about pitching a property? How do you pitch a property? So we'll let him answer that when we come back. We'll be right back. We're back. Paul floods in the studios. Paul, the question was asked, uh, what do you mean pitching properties and how is a pop- property pitched?
1: Well, pitching property just uh, just simply means uh, you are putting it out there for sale. Okay, okay? so now – Kim, might be worth mentioning and uh, talking a little bit about wholesaling versus retailing, okay? Uh, most investors are going to be what's called a wholesaler. That's that's when you're buying and selling properties at a discounted rate. A lot of these properties might be vacant. A lot of them might need some work, uh, you know, for whatever reason, and They're available for less than what we would call retail. Right. Now, retail is just the opposite of that. It's in a, it's, you've got a house, let's say, that's in real good shape, that's been updated. And of course, what you're trying to do there, if you're selling it for, you know, as much as you can, would be you want to retail it, you want to sell it to an owner occupant, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's where they're going to pay more than, let's say, an investor who's wholesaling it. But to answer your question, pitching pro- properties strictly means um, I'm throwing it out there for sale, it's right. available. And here again, most investors that we deal with are going to be dealing in the wholesale market. So mm-hmm. I may get a a property let's say under contract for twenty thousand, I may do a little bit of work on it. I don't want to retail it, but I do want to sell it for a try to make a profit on it Well, I'll do a little clean it up and so forth uh and I may ask twenty five thousand I'm pitching it for twenty five thousand
0: right and 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 let me just say this to some of the property owners out there be you a, a long term investor or just someone who has a piece of property coming to their, uh, into your possession, you have to leave enough incentive on the table for somebody to nibble on it. If you say, "Oh, this property is worth X number of dollars," and it, it probably is, but you gotta, n- nobody wants to pay full retail and being in, in, into the property at the top of the market. So if you're going to be, you know, if you got a piece of rental property that you've had and you rank you all the profits and life out of property. If you would cut a deal for some newbie upstart uh, uh, investor, what you're doing is creating a community where the money is flowing. Stagnant water will kill you. Water that flows gives life. So if you let another investor come in and he fixes the property up, you've been sitting the property, probably been sitting there going downhill because you couldn't get a retail price for it. Well, all you're doing is bringing everybody else's property values down. Look at it from the long term, a healthy market with a healthy housing stock, everybody eats. That's the key to this. That's right. Everybody's got to eat.
1: Everybody's got to eat.
0: Now, you had mentioned uh, uh, we were talking during the break about the uh, uh, about people letting, you know, putting their houses on the market or putting their businesses or buildings on the market. What advice would you give them?
1: Well, here again, you've got to uh, establish whether you're going to wholesale it or retail it, but. Let's just take uh, since I, I would assume the majority of our listeners out there are going to be used to single family houses. Okay, so you've 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 inherited. Let's just say for an example, you've inherited a house. Okay, mm-hmm. that your your parents died and you and you and your siblings have inherited this house. What to do with it? Well, and you obviously you want to sell it for as much as you can. Okay, so if it's in good enough shape. Um, and and you have it cleaned up and you have it fixed up and everything, you're going to try to retail that to an owner-occupant. They're the ones that are going to pay top dollar for it, okay? Um, But what happens a lot, Kim, is um, the house, they don't price it right, and consequently it sits there. And what they consider updated, the general public does not consider updated. Mm-hmm. In fact, they consider it outdated. Right. Uh, and w- I see so many times that people sit on these houses that's costing them money just to own. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you figure uh, your utilities, you know, lights, gas, water – when you figure your lawn maintenance when you mm-hmm. figure the insurance and of course uh the main thing is that uh especially in Hines county is these taxes mm-hmm. um I was meeting with a family uh last week and um they you know were kind of <laughs> under the impression that the, well we inherited this house and it's really not costing us anything you know a month it's costing a little bit of electricity a little bit of you know uh somebody cut the grass and i started looking into it well what happened is their their mother died last year so she had uh special exceptions Mm -hmm. on her taxes so her taxes she was only paying fifteen hundred dollars a year in taxes okay so she dies in 2021 here we are in 2022 they're thinking their tax bill is fifteen hundred mm-hmm. dollars. No, they lost the homestead on December thirty first of last year. Their tax is going to go up to fifty five hundred dollars yeah. wow. a year. Not only are they're losing their homestead, they're losing the the special exception, and they didn't realize that. I mean, it, it's instead of not costing them anything, it, right there, it's going to cost them about five hundred dollars a month just in taxes. I mean, that meter's running. That's you don't one. have to pay it every month, but you're going to pay it. When you sell it, or at the end of the year, when your tax bill uh, comes in, you're gonna be you're gonna hit the floor. It's gonna be so high. So th- these are mistakes that a lot of people make. They don't realize how much it's costing them mm-hmm. in just expenses, just owning it, just right. just 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 owning it. And then a lot, if you if they realize that, off that's one thing I do when I go to sell a house. Uh, that I own like that, I realize, hey, if I hang on to this thing, you know, another year, it's going to mm-hmm. cost me $10,000 in expenses. Mm-hmm. I, I can sell it now, be rid of the stress, give somebody a better deal, right. and be done with it.
0: You know, and and to the investment community out there that some of, who, who are attempting to get retail from some of the properties that you're trying to liquidate, just look at it like this here. Again, number one, you can stabilize the market and the houses around your property by having somebody's in there who's got a fresh set of eyes and they come in there, they want to make the rental property look like their home, they're doing the two-tone trim and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that helps you out. So don't be narrowly focused on it, saying, okay, I got to retire off this transaction. Be a blessing. And when you're a blessing, you're going to be blessing everybody else around. In other words, there's a method to the madness. Uh, Every deal can't be a deal that you retire on. And I think a lot of times we get that, you know, I got to make a killing as opposed to making a good profit.
1: What we call that Kim is you it's good to hit a lot of singles and doubles. Everybody goes for the home run, the grand mm-hmm. slam. That's and right. that if you're in the business long enough, that will happen. That's right. If you're if you're out there every day digging and blowing and going, it will occasionally happen, but it won't be Anything you did, you were just in the right place at the right time, but that's if right. you hit enough singles and doubles your your batting average is going to be way up there
0: that's right and there is a method to the madness you can learn all about you now does rig have a uh, website
1: it does, and it's uh jackson jacksonrig dot com now the, here again. For your most of your listening audience, if they they they'll be able to go to the website, they just won't be able to access the a lot of information. Yeah, because in I had
0: somebody who wanted to join, but they couldn't. They couldn't uh, uh, make it there at the noontime.
1: Yeah, right. So yeah, they, uh, yeah right. I mean, and and you can well, we used excuse me, we used to do the Zoom meetings, but that didn't work out too much. So, um, but anyway, uh,
0: well, they wanted access to the newsletter so they can. Go to the website and join from there.
1: Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's jacksonrig.com. JacksonRig.com. And you can uh, become a member there and become part of the in- information loop, as it were. Folks, we're talking with Paul Flood, and uh, we're talking real estate. And again, folks, don't be afraid. This is about information. For those of you out there who are laboring under student loans, you really need to get involved with the group that you hear Walter Walford, Paul Flood, and others. And learn how you shouldn't be paying your student loan uh, 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 payment out of your uh, salary, out of your income. You should have made and can make some investments to have that happen for you. While you're doing that, paying your student loan out of your investment, you're helping the housing stock of Jackson. There is a method to the madness. What you need is information. If you're out there upset because... Uh, the rich are getting all the tax breaks and all that stuff is because you don't avail yourself of information. There's a lot of advantages of getting the information that you get from the rig, from Walter and some of the others out there who've been out there a long time. They have paid. I, Walter must have four thousand videos or more.
1: Oh yeah, he's he, <laughs> oh, uh, well. Walter's. Uh, I, I don't think there's any more knowledgeable real estate person mm-hmm. in, in Mississippi than Walter Wofford. He's mm-hmm. just. I've learned a whole lot from mm-hmm. him. Uh, he was kind of my mentor when I mm-hmm. when I got into the business, and he's just a great guy. You know, he, I almost lost him during COVID. Yeah, know. yeah,
0: we were flipping coins over the brother for a while. You know man. what I mean? But uh, <laughs> he
1: pulled through, and he's just a wealth of information. And he's a he's a regular speaker uh, at our rig meetings.
0: Yeah. yeah, he is. Folks, our number is 601-879-0002. Uh, that's the Complete Exteriors Roofing and Gutters Hotline. Call in if you got a question. we got a few more minutes with Mr. Paul Flood. We'll be right back. The final few minutes of the first hour of the Kim Wade Show. It's been a pleasure having Paul Flood back with us in the studios. We've got to have him back. You know, Paul, I was telling Walter, and I will say this to the audience, uh, the rig group, what Walter does and what Bob LaCroix and Scott Britton, you guys have probably made more thousandaires, if not millionaires, black or white in this city than any other entity trying to do it. Who I mean, who has who has their charter to help people do this? That you guys are just in the course of doing deals.
1: You know that really is the whole purpose of Rig is to help. Right. We're not. We're, it's not cutthroat at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's we're trying. We're here to help people really and into and, and for folks to learn from us. So, I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. that, Ken, but you're exactly right. It's amazing how generous for example Walter is with you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to share. He could charge for every word coming out of his mouth yeah, he, and it'd be worth it. He, he doesn't have to share that information, but he generously shares it and of course he wants to Net, he wants to do business with you. He wants to get to know you and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way for him to do it. But that's what that's what we're all about is is networking, people knowing each other, trusting everybody. You know, it's so it's so important. You get involved in a real estate deal, mm-hmm. man. When you know that person, mm-hmm. you've done business with them, right. you trust them you know not everything needs to be in writing right. i don't know how many do- deals i've done with mm-hmm. bob lacroix and right. and and walter and these guys if you told
0: a, him you want it he knows you're good for it a, it's you know
1: on a handshake you know yeah. and uh that's what that's what's so important and uh that's what but anyway that's what rig all, is all about so we'd love to we'd love to see you we've had some good crowds in fact i think for the first time in a long time we actually had to turn turn away some folks a couple of a couple of uh, meetings ago, mm. um, hadn't had that problem lately. Maybe we will tomorrow, can we? <laughs> <it>?
0: <laughs> yeah, we need some snipers out there. Y'all pre- coming in <laughs> protect me now. But, no, that's going to be tomorrow at noon at Scrooge's, uh, the RIG Group, and then it'll be every two weeks thereafter. And the website is com. You can join there. You can get the newsletter, get information. But I encourage you, those of you who are laboring under these student loans, Why don't you come out and get you some investment knowledge and possibly some investment opportunities under your belt and have that paying for your student loan as opposed to you having to come out of your paycheck? There's a method to the madness. Paul, Paul, Bob LaCroix, and uh, uh, Scott Britton, and and Walter, they all call them the Hawaii Five-O guys because all they walk around in Hawaii Five-O clothes (laughs) because they've had such a leisure lifestyle because of the uh, opportunities in real estate—you could be living that lifestyle too. So, Paul, man, I again—it's always good to see you, man. If you got uh, anything else you want to, or if you want to pass on some other folks who might be able to benefit to the audience and bring knowledge, we'd love to have them on also.
1: Sure, I'll be—I'll be happy to do that. Well, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge in that group, Ken, but I really appreciate you letting me fill in for. For Walter. Um, I enjoy it and uh, enjoy the real estate, uh, the investment uh, group, and everything. So, once again, thanks a lot for having me. All
0: right. The podcast is available at KimWadeshow.com. It'll be there in the next 24, 48 hours. If the Lord says the same, it's uh, again, KimWadeshow.com. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back, and it is Wednesday. Back to Christ Wednesday, folks. We want to thank uh, Paul Flood for coming into the studios and sitting and chat with us. Folks, the bench is deep when it comes to real estate uh, professionals that we can bring in here. You know, we have Rita Jensen, we have Tom Smith, Landon Holmes, we got Walter Walford, we've got uh, uh, Paul Flood, and of course, Radio Strongman. And what we're trying to advise you is that real estate is what undergirds our economy. It's what makes our country strong. The private property rights, the right to own property that is protected by law is what continues to generate the income that that makes our government run. So that's why we're passionate about it. And I do encourage you folks to to listen. You know, we do have Rita Jensen. Rita results. Jensen, as you know, you've heard in her ads. Rita not only will uh, list your home for sale, she will buy your home. She's also an investor. So you you are not without options when it comes to the disposal of your property and getting the information that you need. And that's what everybody provides, whether it be Rita, Jensen, Tom Smith, Kim Wade, Walter Walford, Paul Flood, or any other real estate. They're giving you the information that you can make an intelligent decision. Nobody's pressuring you to do one thing or the other, but you need the information to be able to make an intelligent decision. Now, when you hear the names of Rita Jensen and Tom Smith and Paul Flood and, and Walter Wofford. You know you're dealing with men and women of integrity. They're not trying to retire off one transaction. Now let's be clear. We all do it. Whatever we're doing, we're doing it for the money. So when it comes to listing your home and you're trying to get get your home sold and gone, get somebody with some marketing muscle behind them. That would be Rita Jensen. Her number 601 Rita Jensen dot net is their web presence. And she's just, again, 30-plus years in the business. She knows her way around. You're dealing with a seasoned agent. I just encourage you, folks, when it comes to that, rely on the professionals you hear here at WYAB. Really. Real talk, as they say. And we're coming to you live from the MAC Hike of Flowood Studios. MAC Hike, home of the three ninety nine dollars a month car payment. And the hotline, which is 879-0002, MS.com. Folks, with sad news Heavy Heart, we report that uh, uh, Lori Lightfoot, one of the, has to be the ugliest woman on the planet, uh, was uh, defeated in her bid for uh, re-election there as mayor of Chicago. What were they thinking four years ago? Man, that's like going to the club and she's one of those two or three o'clock a.m. pickups. Man, whoo! But no, she lost her bid to... uh, um, retain her seat as mayor of Chicago. She was sent packing, but she uh, do not uh, cry tears of sadness for her. She's hurt. She's going back to her old job. You know, she is the floor model over at Bass Pro Shop for that big fish they got sent. No, somebody sent me that. That was pretty funny. She doesn't look like that fish though. My goodness. you talking about having to tie a pork chop around a baby's neck get somebody to play with her. But it's clearly understand why she's part of the gay community. Because bye-bye. I guess any male who was trying to pick her up probably died from alcohol poisoning. Man, I can't do it. I can't do it. And take that last sip and just expire. Woo. So she married, a, she married. A, I don't know if the, it was a woman turned herself into a man or a man turned themselves into a woman. But either way, it had to be somebody who was mentally ill. Because bye-bye. Mm, You're talking about Coyote. Ugly. I think her and Joy Reid has got to be the most unappealing women on on TV that I've seen. And bless her heart, Joy Reid talk all that black talk and come out there looking like Mary Tyler Moore. Look like Mighty Joe Young with a wig on. Come on, girl. What's really going on? Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's go to my friend all the way from Mobile. Mobile Bob. Crowd favorite. What's up, buddy? <laughs>
2: yeah, you got the joke today there,
0: man. <laughs> no, you got to admit, Lori, Lori Lightfoot is hard on the eyes. Man.
2: Yeah, the guy I couldn't get drunk enough.
0: Man. man. I mean, not without alcohol poisoning. Bruh. You gotta get the stomach pump first. Jeez. Of
2: course, my favorite
0: uh, uh, one for his Beetlejuice.
2: Uh, that, that one. You can't beat that one.
0: <laughs> Yeah, she, um, she fits the bill.
2: How bad do you have to be for Chicago to give up on you to finally <laughs> be tired of you? You got to be really, really bad, which which she was. Uh, <laughs> Chicago was the Merlon Capital of the country, mm-hmm. uh, but they only put another Democrat in there. that's, okay, maybe not as bad. I don't know. Or they don't. They never learn a lesson. They keep going right back to the same old well. Democrat well, and get uh, keep wondering why things don't get better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can there, is there, uh, there have been like what three uh, cities in the United States that have been run by gay people uh, <laughs> Indianapolis, the only city in uh, Indiana that's crap <laughs> when the gig it, ran it Houston when, uh, when the camp still can't get over Houston electing a, a, a lesbian uh, mayor and Chicago all of them were, and, and no surprise all those cities were crap yeah <laughs> No
0: surprise. <laughs> yep, yeah. it's a. Uh, that's why I call it coondogging. These people do something that's foolish, irrational. I mean, it's fentanyl foolish. I mean, it it will kill you, and they still do it with with zeal and gusto, like it's never been tried before. It's kind of like the loon, left wing loons, and, and, and communism and Marxism. On oh, the right, people just hadn't tried it, and uh, that's why I call it coondogging because against their own best interests. They will go out and destroy everybody else, destroy somebody, anything uh that comes into their path uh, What else could it be but coondogging, in in my humble estimation
2: and they get black folks in particular to to don't care what how bad Democrats make things you just although that's what starting to wane with Trump that's why they hadn't cheated him so bad mm hmm but too many, but still far too many believe that no matter how bad Democrats make things. I just can't get a Republican there because they want to make us slaves. No, they, they just want to make us slaves. So the, the Democrats can burn down your house, have you paying uh, 10% inflation, but you just can't have a Republican because because the, they want to make me a slave again. <laughs> even though you had, even though every time they have those years with Republican running things, who tries to make you a slave? Now once again, it, Trump he had to put a good chink in that armor, which is why Biden had to, the Democrats had to shut down voting places in order for them to dream up more votes for Biden. Because Trump had peeled off quite a number of even black voters, mm-hmm. but it, but still, like you said, the coon dogs, You all just don't. I mean, it's just it's like talking to the uh, to the bass fish. <laughs> oh, <or> Mayor
0: Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bass fish are going to sue her for copyright infringement. I mean, I mean, look how how uh, look when you got Who is that? Ernie is it Ernie or Burke with the with the high forehead uh, hairline? I guess it's oh, Ernie. Okay, yeah, Ernie okay, on the man. she's got a Ernie hairstyle. She got <laughs> forehead that, that runs for about three miles where you get to any kind of hair. I mean, oh my goodness! <laughs> Ooh, bear her face down, bear her face down. Hmm. It is. I mean, is it a sign? Yeah,
2: maybe. I guess maybe it's a sort of a sign. Okay. Okay, there is a limit to how much you can, how much of a crap hole Democrats are willing to allow their city to get mm-hmm. before they at least try to get another Democrat in there, I guess. But she didn't even come in second place. That's how bad it was. She, she didn't even come in second place. But get first. You didn't even come in second. But, <laughs> okay, at least the Democrats learn a lesson. Do not put. Uh, Gay people in positions of power. It's not going to work well. You talk about being woke. The uh, Regular liberals are already woke. Gay liberals are woke, 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 woke.
0: Go woke, go broke. That's what it is, babe. But uh, she'll be all right. I mean, she, she's she got all the qualifications to rise high in the Biden administration. They will probably make her yeah. Secretary of Defense, a co secretary, or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I think March. Uh, people pointed out begins the uh primary I guess uh when the uh, next year's election, presidential election start to get and they start to kick in the gear. And looks like they're gonna run by uh, if they Well if they're us, cheating it, it really doesn't make,
0: if they're cheating doesn't make a difference. I mean they, they right. don't even have to put anybody they don't even have to run anybody, just say <laughs> whoever we want won. You know? They, I don't understand why they keep uh, fooling
2: around with Biden. Well, Target did bring up a good point. I brought it up. We brought it we, You and I brought it up before, too. I mean, Biden's a perfect puppet. No matter who they get, if they're going to be a puppet, Biden and, and the uh, Fetterman are, are perfect puppets. <laughs> they have zero ability to think and resist you at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you got your perfect puppets up there. You might as well not get rid of them. The rest of them, you know, AOC might try to think a bit. <laughs> and get off the get off the bandwagon, maybe some, but Biden and, and uh, Fetterman—they're they, you know—they have no mill capacity, so they're your perfect puppets.
0: You're right, you're right. I mean, they are puppets without without equal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something for coon dogs to aspire to to be that brain dead and ineffective. Uh, I guess it's it's something to you know to go for. They've got somebody that they can look up to, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and and what's his name, Fetterman. My goodness! Yeah. What a thin no, bitch!
2: I mean, Kamala don't do too much thinking either. But I guess she can somewhat form a sentence together, and I guess she might think too much more than they want her to think. The people pulling the strings of many politicians. So they, uh, they so but so, I so think, they, like said, they're gonna cheat anyway. So I, I well I guess, you know, let know, run again. You know, you know, he's gonna cheat. He'll sit in his basement or in the White House basement, wherever. Stay there. And then they'll bring up what's the, what's the next pandemic? Although they already got the mail-in ballot, so I guess they don't really, they don't have to fake pandemics anymore?
0: Yeah, so. they, yeah, they, they they got they got a lock at this point until it's broken up. But you know what? All they need is two or three election cycles under their belt, and they pretty much somebody sent me a meme today saying, uh, uh, "Thank God we sold out uh, uh, sold out to China just to get rid of Trump, and now we've got the worst of uh, best of, of the worst worlds we could have." But Again, thanks to the coon dogs out there who delivered the White House to the Democrats. They were the tentpole of that steal, and they keep saying that uh, uh, it's the big lie. Fox News is being sued because they lie. No, Fox News is being sued because there's an opportunity to make some money off of them, which I don't think the lawsuit is actually going to be successful. But I forgot where they're holding it. Is it in D.C.? Well, where are they holding the lawsuit? I don't know if it's New York or D.C., one of the places. But anyway, we'll see how it goes, brother.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, you know we can uh, of course the God. There's always a chance. We always keep praying. Maybe, uh, yeah, God's not quite done with the United States yet. So there's always that chance for it.
3: All right, brother.
0: All right, man. Let's go to Scott. Hey, Scott.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: What's up, my friend?
3: I just going. Uh, you talking about Beetlejuice Lightfoot? That woman would stop a nine-day clock. I ain't never in my life anything like that.
0: Woo. Uh, but
3: who was the? Uh, can you imagine what uh, she looked yeah. like
0: first thing in the morning?
3: Oh, oh my, my goodness! goodness. You're you talk about all your arm off, your leg off, <laughs> you to do not to wake her up. Oh. Uh, who, who was the crackhead lady on there talking about Benny Thompson yesterday? <laughs> oh. I heard I couldn't even get through the the lines were jammed <laughs> up. But, I mean, everybody wanted to call and tell how big an idiot she was.
0: <laughs> she really likes Benny Thompson. I mean, you that, know, I'm
4: proud of Benny oh, Thompson. I, Why? I would I would marry Benny Thompson. If
3: <laughs> oh my God!
4: <laughs> well, you that know,
3: something
0: else well, you know, her expectations aren't the highest, but you know, people love yeah. who they love, man.
3: You know, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I guess Lori
0: Lightfoot wasn't available. What the heck? I don't she know. About,
3: she might have been calling from
1: Whitfield or something. <laughs> she lives at Whitfield. Probably she's that kind of stuff, folks.
0: My, my 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 pager was blowing up. The lines were lit up as she was talking on yesterday, but. You know, that was All not right, a plant. plant. Have a good one. Thanks, Scott. That was not a plant. She really does like Benny Thompson. And I didn't get a chance. I, I, actually, I got online to look up the uh, uh, image awards, uh, but I never got to it. Something distracted me. I ended up doing something else. But anyway, let's take a quick break. Our number is 601 879 0002. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, want to remind you, Two Gun Tactical. Have you set up your uh, coursework for the year? Go to 2GunTactical.com and check out the uh, schedule of courses that are coming up. Make sure you try to get at least two courses in a year in your firearm training. And it doesn't always have to be uh, target time, practice time when you're out there on the range. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes information you can get from the professionals there at 2Gun Tactical. Gun safety, uh, judgment on when to use the gun, use the uh, simulator over there and get some good experience on what it's like to shoot somebody who's an innocent victim we well, would we'll be a victim if you shot them, and uh, they weren't the ones that you were shooting at. All that stuff is available to you at Two-Gun Tactical. And, of course, uh, when it's a rainy day for you folks who work outside and you can't work, it's a good time to go to the range. $30 an hour uh, for range time and 15 for your partner. So you can get some good shooting in there, you and your buddy. Go up there and, just and let's just say, lay down some lead, or if they're still using lead, whatever they're using. So we encourage you, 2GunTactical.com. All right, uh, who do we have? We have Master D. Yes, sir, Mr. D. Tactical, All right, so we have, we have just waste D. precious broadcast time.
4: Uh, uh, Kim, Boulay Wade. I, I mean, I'm, I'm beginning <laughs> to Wade. I don't know. Kim, Boulay
0: Wade. <laughs> You're Boulay, right? Oh, Boulay. Oh, I thought you called Boulay me Boulay. Or Boulay, buddy Boulay Wade or
4: whatever. I, you know, I'm going to be frank with you guys. You're, a little, you're older than me, and if you look at the political history of black people, we're controlling the the, the, the deciding vote. So why in the world would anybody, uh, black or white, get on radio or TV and say vote Democrat or Republican, and the best outcome is, is to play the game the way the game is and to be independent? We can send every Republican home. Uh, in Mississippi, every Democrat. But so when I showed up at the dem yeah, y'all listen at the Democratic Party, the first thing they say, well, you kind of can give them hell, but you know you need to do this and do that. Here I am looking at this Jew, Jewish white man and this redneck white man running the Democratic Party in the 62 percent population. I mean, something is nefarious wrong with the political mindset of black people. We have the the, the stronghold. We have the, the playing card. So I don't understand why we cannot uh, form a democratic platform, I mean, a independent platform, independent platform, and, and, and change the game. It, it is nothing but foolishness, uh, this nefarious dealing of trying to say, well, I'm a Republican. And, you know, I like Tim Scott, but this guy takes to me like he a bent over, you know. He's one of those. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, if I was in a, decide to be a Republican, I'm not going to be no bent over Republican and just go along. You're no better than the Democrat. Uh, go along. What well, your agenda is. It's just like the city of Jackson. These Democrat control. Listen to me, people. It's vote. Kenny Stokes out, Banks, and all the rest. They have no plan or agenda. They are, Ken Wade, you know, they are getting paid under the table. Because why would you be writing a, 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 a I mean, you say you run for mayor? I'm not going to even take you serious because you came with this last time. And I thought you was a man of substance. But why would you have two disposal sites? You can dump for free. Uh, you can buy the trucks. And you can uh, operate under the cost of, uh, 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 under the cost and, and build the city up. People, your black leadership is foolish. Y'all need to put people in office with integrity. I'm telling you, black people, start voting for Israelites, the good ones, because these people don't have your best interests at heart, Republican or Democrat. It's time to create your own agenda okay. and call it for what it is. I'm telling you, black people, you're lost. You're lost as a goose. You don't understand the game, and you're getting played. So that's my last word. And these bootleg Negroes at Jackson State – Tougaloo, Morehouse, or whatever, they get up and smoke the cigar, crack, or meth, or whatever they smoke because they can't be smoking marijuana because mm-hmm. they mind way out mm-hmm. there. They ain't shooting to Mars, I guess. Your black people wake up, vote, okay. and vote okay. for a man you. with an agenda. Thank I'm you. through with it.
0: Thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, at all levels of government, uh, you, everybody who's doing this, you're going to pay a cost for not being involved. You cannot say, oh, I'm just going to ignore this and they're going to ignore me. That's not that's not what's going to happen. Uh, our country is being pulled apart. It's being dismantled. Uh, the way of life that we've enjoyed. I was listening to some report uh, about the uh, people trying to recover from the earthquake over there in Turkey, Syria area. And both countries was hit by this quake. And folks... Whether you taking this prepping seriously, the ability to get water, this stuff is real. These, these things are going to uh, rock our world. Things are going to unravel real quickly when people can't get fresh water, can't get access to water. See, we think now, every time there's a crisis, somebody's just going to roll in here with some trucks and bring in water and all that. Well, when the system is working, when the infrastructure of our country is operational, yeah, these things happen. But what they're pushing for, what they're pushing towards, is to break down everything. They're talking, uh, it's predicted now by an uh, energy utility that services uh, 65 million Americans in the East and Northeast that uh, there there's going to be rolling blackouts because they're being forced to dismantle uh, fossil fuel plants when they don't have the alternative set up to replace that power-generating capacity that just like we just dismantled Rex Brown over on Northside Drive. Yes, it had reached the end of its useful uh, 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 life, but it wasn't where it couldn't be ran in the case of an emergency. Now, we've taken that down, and we don't have the capacity to replace that, so we can expect rolling blackouts. My question, folks, is that what do you plan on doing at that point? Because the, the people who have evil intent for the rest of us, okay. they benefit from our inability to use AI because we don't have the power to run the, the computer-generating capacity, okay. uh, the blockchain technology, all those things that would give people an equal footing dealing with this evil government, etc. They're making sure you won't have the power to run it. And this is why I keep saying to black folks, society whatever the society ends up being it's not going to keep black people around not for giggles and grins not with what we failed to bring to the table so you don't have to believe me all you got to do is live long enough time or well, bear witness to what you hear me saying but because you don't take it serious and, and to Master D's point uh, what black leadership continues to do even with this water bill uh, water situation the House Bill 1020 they don't have a plan they think it's all giggles and grins. I'm going to laugh in chalk lines face in another year and a half to two years because I'm going to make him eat every word he said to the House legislature in the Senate legislature regarding House Bill 1020. They don't have a solution. The young man who was watching the Super Bowl and, and got carjacked as he was leaving the Super Bowl and died from his uh, injuries and killed by 14, 15 year old kids. Folks, that's the normal. The black community is shucking and jiving. Black leadership is playing. This stuff, okay, like I said, enjoy what you're doing right now. And all this old fan dancing John Horn and Sally Norwood and David Blunt and them are doing down there in the Senate, calling themselves stymieing the efforts of the legislature to bring some sanity to Jackson. Bruh, every time there's a murder, I'm calling out your name. And I like John. I like Sally. I like David. I ain't got no. But you guys are playing a game with our lives, man. We need some help. Black leadership is not going to get the job done. They're coondogging. When they were asked forthrightly and they were caught flat-footed, well, what do you have in writing to deal with these problems? They have nothing. Folks, that's called coondogging. They jump up and spring the length of their chain and act all indignant and angry when somebody does something to try to rectify the foolishness That comes from their inaction, their foot dragging, their incompetence, their indifference, or their corruption. Nah, Hoss, I'm telling you, that's not a hunting dog you have, but you can keep on running it if you want. But you're going to be hungry at the end of the day because that dog ain't bringing back nothing. So this is why I keep telling folks, be ready. John Horn. Somebody asked me, "said Well, what about John Horn for mayor? John would make a good mayor. The problem with John is John doesn't have the courage to say and do the things that need to be said and done. That's what leadership is: dragging people kicking and screaming where they think they don't want to go, and then when they get there, they look around, huh? Yeah, this is nice. That's leadership. If you have to insist on being a leader, what we need is a good manager of assets. These people are wasteful, and it's unacceptable." Our number is 601-879-0002. The Complete Exterior's Roofing and Gutter Hotline is available to you. 879-0002. We'll be right back. Back in. It is Wednesday. Let's go to Ponto. Mr. P, what's up? Hey, how are y'all? All right, buddy. How you been?
3: You know, better than I deserve, that's for sure. Good. <laughs> Closing in on the big 8-0 and still running and jumping, so I'm, like I say, more blessed than I deserve. But I had to call today. I couldn't believe my ears. I thought I heard Kim Wade say that John Horn would make a good mayor. John John has the capabilities
0: to do it. He, he's been around. He knows how to process work.
3: Let me give you one opinion make it crystal clear. No Democrat deserved to be in public office, not one. And I like a bunch of them, but they don't deserve to be in office. Listen, Zach Wallace is the only one qualified in the whole county. Zach Wallace, he's it. And And I've had beers with David Archie, John Horn, all of them for 20, 30 years. None of them are qualified to hold public office. None. You can quote me. The only one who's close is Zach. And why is Zach? close because he has morals and he's honest and he was trained by barbara for 25 years he worked there he's the only one i keep telling him get out of the democratic party become an independent because if you put d on your uh d for the d you know on your (laughs) candidacy that d could stand for devil it's satanic get out of it Mm. So, no, we can't endorse any Democrat. No Democrat. It's not they're black. That's not it. Black has got nothing to do with it. Clarence Thomas is black. Uh, you know, uh, what's the doctor's name I forgot that ran for president? It was on Trump's cabinet. My mind's blank. I'm old, almost 80. Yeah.
0: Dr. Carson, would go ahead. I
3: support him for president. He's a black man, but he he's, uh, what, a neurosurgeon.
0: Yeah.
3: I would support him. Nobody's going to agree with Ponto. I'm the most enlightened man in America. I need Joe Biden's job. Do I want it? No. It's a righteous man, and the Bible clearly says he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Had I been in office, 911 wouldn't have happened. Had I been in office, COVID-19 wouldn't have happened. A righteous dude—that's the solution, and it can't be a Democrat. It's contrary to—it's an oxymoron. Read their platform. I've read it every year for 1960. It endorses homosexuality, abortion—garbage. It's not changed, and they're not going to change it. So if you're a Democrat, you're part of what's it, the old saying, birds of a feather, Kim? <laughs> that will make that crystal clear. We can't endorse Democrats, none, as, as much as we like them. Good old Zach, they don't come any better than Zach.
0: All right. Ponto, <laughs> but, we appreciate no. you, man. Thank you, man. Thank
3: you. Keep up the good work, Kim. God bless.
0: All right. All right. Thank you, now. Yeah, uh, yeah Zach, Zach is a stand-up guy. I have, I, <clears throat> I have no problems with the— uh, Zach, I have no problems with pretty much the Chancery Court uh, Court Building folks, uh, the judges over there, uh, the two Eddies, Eddie Jean and Eddie Fair, and and uh, Charles, okay, great. Well, and uh, for the bo- for the most part, the Board of Supervisors has not been as bad, in, in until they got started getting all the publicity, but still, the Board of Supervisors is probably more functioning part of our government here in Hines County in terms of delivery of uh, customer service in um, the city of Jackson has just collapsed. I mean, there's doesn't seem to be anybody doing a street repair. Uh, I mean, not just filling in just basic potholes and it's clearly not enough of them. But uh, as I've said, look, I don't desire this job. It's, it's not like I'm wanting uh, uh, to try to save anybody. I just, Constantly see these coon dogs out here offering all this stuff that doesn't work and they know it won't work. But what they're doing is pitching jobs to their friends and all that. And you know what? And the job and work will still be there to be done. They just want to do it in the most ineffective manner possible. And uh, I'm saying no and others are saying no. I believe that there's enough people in this city, in this county who want things to work that we can outvote the sore heads, the folks who are perennially complaining about how things aren't fair and equity and all that kind of foolishness. And, and just make them sit down. Make them enjoy some good government, and they just have to hold their mule. They just have to be quiet until they get their numbers up. I think if we show people good government, they won't go back to the foolishness, the race baiting of the Shalinsky's of the world of, of uh, uh, and the all the other race uh, hustlers out there. So, again, this is an opportunity for all of us to say, what is it that we want? But I'm going to tell you now, just like up in Chicago, this violence guy, a white liberal. We need a a white boy who's going to run for office, who's going to call a spade a spade. When somebody gets up in his face and start her face and start talking, you know, who, who's who got that personality to do it? Connie Cochran. Of course, she's not going to run. But Connie would tell you quick. She ain't buying that crap. She don't care whether you what the, she don't care whether you pick cotton, got cotton in your damn head right now. She don't care. She ain't buying all that crap. This is what you need. This is how you got to talk to these people because they're not sincere. They're kind men and women. Every opportunity they have to make things better, they don't take it. Let me give you an example. Canton Municipal Utilities up there. Now, every opportunity blacks have to make life better for a few blacks, they don't take it. Now, they could have taken that money. They had $20 million in surplus. It was operating in the black for the longest. <clears throat> and set up a program where people could get uh, uh, more energy efficient appliances at low interest rates just like they did with the Tennessee Valley Authority and Atmos used to do back years ago it's not illegal to be doing it but no blacks will step up and use the positions that they're in at CUM or whatever the CMU up there and make life better that little 100 dollars a month that a family could save on energy costs could go towards some fat back, or another can of meal, a tank of gas. But all those blacks who've gotten on those boards up there and became heads and all that kind of stuff, all they want to do is be important. But back when we were Negroes and we went away to college and got and learned some more uh, uh, effective uh, farming practices, we brought that stuff back to the country and showed the community how to have a better harvest. And with those extra bushels of peas and lima beans and things like that, they could send some child to camp, send some child to school, fund all the little nonprofits the church was involved in. Now we can't do it because everybody, millionaires and thousandaires, and don't nobody want to share. Man, everybody can see this stuff for what it is. When the black caucus and the city leaders were caught flat-footed with no plan to address the out-of-control crime, Or they could fall back on, well, don't white folks know what we need? They know we need more money for social workers. They know we need more money. No, wait a minute. You're in a legislative position just like they are. Why didn't you put something on paper? Because these Negroes are coondogging. They do things in an ineffective manner so they'll have something to complain about tomorrow. No, shut this foolishness down. Danny, who called here yesterday, the white guy called and said he's done with black folks. I applaud Danny for the courage of saying it. I wish more people would say the same thing, even black people. Cause you know what? Black people do that with members of their own family. Cause I got crackheads in my family that I ain't giving a dime to. You got crackheads in your family, you ain't giving it dime. So don't be pounding, don't be on, mine off on I won't pawn pound, pound my crackheads off on you and you don't pawn yours off on me. But we think that white people need to put up with all our crap simply because we're black. I'm telling you, you white boys need to grow a pair and tell black folks to go pound sand. Matt, what say ye? Is this the CEO? <laughs> hey Matt.
5: Hey. What's up? What's going on?
0: Oh never. I'm, uh,
5: I'm uh, listening to your show here and I hear people talking about, you know, Republicans, Democrats, but I never hear any mention <clears> of a, a third party and so thought I'd throw that one out there. I'm a member of the Libertarian Party. They are a live and let live policy type people. What we believe is that you have the right to do what you want to do in this country, but you don't have the right to make laws and try and force people to come and just be a part of your belief system and part of your group thought, your social justice warrior crap. Everybody's tired of it. So if you're looking for something else, maybe something else to support, look up the Libertarian Party. It's getting strong support in South Mississippi. We've got some Senate members. Give it a try. See what you think. All
0: right, we appreciate it, Matt. Let me ask you now: Are you in it to win it, or are you just in it to be different?
5: No, I've been in. The, I've been a part of the Libertarian Party for a long time. I, when I was 18, my first vote was for uh, George Bush getting reelected, and I. I voted for him. I was highly disappointed with everything he did, especially the starting of Homeland Security and all those other, the Patriot Act and just randomly taking away Americans' rights. Republicans are just as bad about doing it too. And so I'm, I want to see libertarians succeed up at a national level, but they can't do it until these local governments are these local races. or they start showing force there, and they start winning these elections. And that won't happen until people start realizing that that party's available. We can't make it to the debate stage because of the Presidential Debate Commission constantly changing the rules on that and saying you have to have this amount or this percentage of the national popular vote, and then when you get anywhere near it, they increase it to keep you off the stage. That's the game that Republicans and Democrats like to play. If I had to vote, if I had to lean more towards one of the other bigger parties, I'm more of a Republican. But
0: Well, let me ask you this here. There's uh, just too many. Let me, let me ask you this question. Uh, in terms of the state of America, what do you see? Uh, are the prospects good? Are we under duress? Are we subject to collapse, takeover? What do you see?
5: I, I think, honestly, um, if you're not going to get involved with politics at this point, then you better white-knuckle it because— the, this country is on its way down, and the Libertarian parties, they are saying the same thing. We had a weak candidate this last election with Joe Jorgensen. Uh, she was kind of—she tried to pander to the left and be and be woke, and that, that really disturbed me, and I—I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what most people calling in here are saying—that this country's—it's on its way to collapse. You know, I see other countries doing to us. What we did to the USSR and trying to financially collapse and morally bankrupt their country, I got push you. them into the solitude.
0: OK, but well, I was just wondering, you know, uh, what I mean, what your thoughts were, whether or not we were a healthy com- country, just needed a third party or we're a healthy country that needs a third party. But we may not be able to pull it all off in that time frame. That's all. I was just wondering.
5: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, we do need a third party representation. I, I believe in that. I, I think we need multiple parties, not just a third party. I think that if we want to honestly, they need to get rid of the, the presidential debate commission. And if somebody has the, the debate and push their position out there so that people can hear it, then let's do it. Let's let's hear what everybody else has got to do because we keep hearing the same regurgitated story
2: I from both
5: sides, Republicans and Democrats.
2: All right, and it's
5: all this group thought nonsense. Yeah, you know, and and they treat politics like it's their favorite football team, and they're going to vote for it no matter what.
0: All right, it's Matt, We appreciate it, man. You have to call in more often. Tell us more about the libertarian viewpoint. Matter of fact, I believe I sure Mike. Will. Thank you, brother. Mike Madison yes, is sir. a libertarian. He's here on Wednesday. He'll be here tomorrow starting at 9 a.m. Mike Madison, libertarian extraordinaire, and one of those vegans, vegetarian, or one of those grass-eating guys, or something like that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Second hour of the Kim Wade Show. Folks, look, at the end of the day, you and I have to have sense for ourselves. Our country's in peril. As I said before, and I mentioned on yesterday, as it relates to the vaccine, I think I'm just an adopting this across the board. Stand your ground is my fallback on everything. I ain't got to go along with any of the things that they say or do. But I have to pay the penalty for my decision. And when I invoke my stand my ground defense, that means that they got to pay for what they chose to do. That's all. That's how life works. Been like that since time immemorial. So I would think to the American people, you looking for a reason on what you should do and when you should do it? Stand your ground. You don't have to put up with crap from me. I don't have to put up with crap from you. And as Danny said, as Danny pointed out yesterday as a white guy, he said he's done with black folks trying to appease. Now, when I hear when I heard that and when I hear that, this is what I know. Most people are gonna be led by the spirit. Because I don't give money to every bum I see out on the highway begging. But my Holy Spirit tells me, do something for this person. Give them this. Do that. I'll do it. But I don't just do it carte blanche. And it's the same way we're dealing with us, with black folks. Folks, I'm dead serious when I say this. We're full of crap. We, we have lost all our life uh, preservation skills to a degree that we're not only, not only are we in peril, everybody around us is in peril. So you have to save yourself, have some sense for yourself. So if you don't stand up, all you're going to do is face ruination with the people who don't give a damn about being ruined. Remember, we drank dookie water and didn't complain about it because black people were in charge of it. And only started complaining when we could get a white man on the hook. to charge with being guilty of causing our problems. Prior to that, we just drank the dookie water. So at some point, you gotta have some sense for yourself. What we're gonna do is take a break. We'll be back in twenty two hours. See you on the radio. Peace. Nuka. Nuka.